Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. When I was young, in the 1950s, I attended Catholic Grammar School and I memorized the Baltimore Catechism. In fact, I think I got an A on all of my tests. Um, I faithfully attended Mass each week, not because I wanted to, but because I was afraid if I didn't, I would suffer eternal damnation. I followed all the rules. I followed my Catholic faith um, faithfully. But it wasn't until I became a wife and a mother and I began to try and pass my faith on to my children that I realized that everything I knew about Jesus was memorized doctrine. I can't even share with you how I was so wrote in my faith. And I was attending this, but I was not present. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. Uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck broke in my faith. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. And I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, okay, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it, honey. You've been trying to quit and you've been saying this and saying that. And I'm a, you know, he, his big line to me is you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never followed through on them. And so this was week after week, month after month, he is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you, on your own, could have done this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 through 21, St. Paul compares the sacrifice of the Christians to the sacrifice of Israel and then to the sacrifice of the pagans. Paul calls the chalice, the blood of Christ, and the bread as participation in the body of Christ, and then warns his listeners that you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons at the same time. So in other words, you need to decide what are you going to participate in? Are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice which is in the Eucharist or not. Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you. And thank you so much for tuning in and liking our ministry uh, this morning on Facebook and also on Twitter and all those great places that we happen to be uh, 
Broadcasting. Uh, thank you so much for being with us this morning. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ann DeSantis. How are you this morning, Ann? Oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh, good. I'm great. Yeah. I love fall. I mean, I think I've said I love summer all the time, and now it's fall, so... You have to celebrate. We do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, I, I seasons saw, of life. <laughs> yes. I saw a great meme uh, on uh, Facebook earlier this week that said, uh, "Isn't it, fall is so beautiful because it helps us let go uh, beautifully. You know, it, so uh, what, a, what an awesome uh, image uh, for our faith, uh, too. Sometimes we just have to let go, and seeing how beautiful letting go is is awesome. So uh, anyway, we have a wonderful guest. Why don't you tell us about her today, Anne? Yes, I'm so excited because she is a friend. Uh, her name is Heather Makowicz. She is the founder of Peak Encounter Ministries. And if you go online, you can go to peakencounter.org, where it says through creation, the creator and created meet. So we have so much to talk about. Welcome, Heather. Hello. Thank you, Ann. And thank you, Bill, so much for having me this morning. This is a joy and an honor to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Yes, and we always start out with our shows uh, many, many times with faith journeys, and and I'm I'm also blessed because I met you along my own path <laughs> here in the greater Philadelphia area, and we also just found out before this show started that you and Bill uh, had some connections there, even though you didn't know each other, but uh, we're in that same uh, church community before Bill moved out to Wisconsin. Uh, so that, that's another interesting piece. So uh, please do tell us about your faith journey. Sure. Well, Anne, I don't even know, really know where to start, <laughs> but maybe just very uh, an abbreviated, as much abbreviated as I can be, um, story of uh, my faith journey would be that, that I grew up in a Catholic home, uh, both my parents, and then I have uh, an older brother and two younger sisters. And we went to church all the time. And uh, though I wasn't ex exposed to youth ministry or anything like that, um, I had always had some type of yearning, some desire to be close to God, but I didn't quite know what exactly that looked like. Um, and I was blessed to have an opportunity to go to a, an all-girls Catholic high school near uh, Southeast D.C. and was very, very influenced by um, my teachers there. And that's where I learned a lot about um, the pro-life movement and just something just leaped in my heart to wanting to be involved and, and to just get to know more about my Catholic faith knowing that there was a sacredness from conception to natural death, and and that just lit me on fire um, to learn more. And then in, in college, you know, I kind of did the, the normal college scene, I guess, if there is such a normal thing, where, you know, I joined a, a sorority, that, that sense of wanting to belong, um, and faith kind of went by the wayside, a bit um, until I, I, I faced, you know, a couple tragic situations at the end of freshman year um, where I had a friend who had attempted suicide. And from there, I realized, wow, I cannot keep living my life like this. And how can I have that sense of hope uh, that I once had when I was growing up and had some good friends who had been part of Campus Crusade for Christ and introduced me to the concept of um, 
having a personal relationship with the Lord. Now, I knew as a Catholic, it was important to have that relationship communally, but I had never heard that that personal encounter um, experience. And in that time, I had invited the Lord to come personally into my life so that I could just, you know, surrender a little bit at a time my life to him. And, and since then, you know, it has been a journey, as you said, Anne. Um, I had an, I met my husband, Dave, and sophomore year in college, and he was a devout Catholic as well. And after we graduated, uh, we got married. And so I was a Navy wife for a period of time and also went to get my master's in clinical social work and did uh, therapeutic counseling and knew I wanted to serve uh, with the, 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 the um, lens of Christ, uh, but uh, didn't have that opportunity right away because in the secular world and social work and therapy, you usually cannot, there, there's an inhibition of being able to express your faith unless you're at a therapeutic setting that is explicit. Um, but when we left Virginia Beach, which was our first three-year station for my husband in the Navy, we moved to Colorado Springs. And I had an opportunity to work as a therapist for Bethany Christian Services and Synthesis Family Services with adoptions and foster care and also met an incredible um, uh, church community, charismatic uh, Catholic community, uh, who then I went through something called a, a life in the spirit seminar and yes, was baptized in the Holy spirit. And as anyone knows, when you, when you have an opportunity to go through that, your life becomes animated and, uh, and things. And then that's where I learned the phrase, let go and let God, um, Dave and I were, were, we were going down a fast track of, um, our career fields at the time, even though I was exploding with love for the Lord and, uh, but we were not, um, we were not fully open to life at that time until after we had both had that baptism in the Holy Spirit. And from there, it was let go and let God. And, and soon after we became pregnant with our firstborn, Nathaniel Makowitz. And he was actually unexpectedly born at 23 weeks um, as a very, very small micropremie. He was born at one pound, four ounces, um, 12 inches long, um, a miracle and a yes to life. So the second trimester guy um, and talk about just that transform tra transformation of just, Lord, we said yes. And you gifted us with this life, even though we don't know what the next day will hold. Um, we surrender him to you and we surrender our family to you. And so uh, through the years, the Lord has really blessed us with um, breakthroughs and seizure activity, um, uh, going from a G-tube pump to, to now completely eating on his own. He's 22 years old and now lives in a supported living environment right up the road. Uh, you know, so these things that even scientists and doctors would have thought 
he wouldn't have uh, been able to do. He has defied all, all odds. And we know that the Lord has really, really blessed him with many miracles. So I think probably my biggest evangelizer would have, would be my son, Nathaniel. Um, and then following suit after that, the Lord has such such a funny sense of humor because our second we were we were encouraged to just kind of hold off on any more children we did uh seek the counsel of the doctors and continued to um be open to life and the lord like i said has sense of humor our second born noah makowitz uh came just five weeks early different situation he's doing great and hope therese was born on time Hmm. so each successive yes, um, the pregnancies were longer and longer. <laughs> so anyway, so we're just, we have a, a family full of joy. doesn't mean that we don't have those trials and challenges, but I'll tell you, you know, it has been awesome to see how the Lord has walked with us in that journey in life. He's been patient with us, continuing to pull us back to himself when we've been challenged and he's brought many people guardian angels in our lives as well as actual angels physically with us and being one of them early on when we were connected to the community of faith here in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So that's a very, very long story to where we are <laughs> no, now from the personal standpoint of, of my faith. I love to hear it. Yeah, it's, it, it great. it's so beautiful. And you're a wonderful wife and mother and so enthusiastic about what you're doing because Peak Encounter Ministry is like the fruit of just your life, I think. Yes. Yes, and and it's, sure. it's really incredible. And yeah. again, I just want to mention to people that if you go to peakencounter.org, you can learn more because Heather on her website, it says that it, Peak Encounter Ministries creates an atmosphere for you to enc- encounter God through the natural creation, engage your mind, body, and spirit, listen to the beckoning voice of the one who created you, Broaden your world with spiritual accompaniment, restoration, and discovery of joy through a peak encounter. And <laughs> you're just talking about your life and your journey. And I, I can't help but make that connection with peak encounter. And thank you so much for sharing your faith journey. Oh, you're so welcome. And and thank you so much for just uh inviting the listeners to learn more about Peak Encounter. I'll tell you, I don't know about you, but um, often when I'm, I'm in these anxious times uh, where, where maybe there's this doctor's appointment that I'm anticipating um, coming up, uh, maybe I'm dry in my prayer life. I know that the Lord is there with me all the time, but sometimes I just need to step outside and have that fresh perspective and remember how much God loves me. So I have found through the years, getting outside in natural creation um, has really shifted uh, my focus from being uh, just in my own head to being where... to to knowing that that there is a God who loves me even more than my present circumstances right now. Let me get that breath of fresh air. Remember that as the the wind moves, that the Holy Spirit is present, even if I can't see him. 
Um, and it's very, it's, so it's very healthy. It's very holy. It was the original cathedral that out, outside in natural creation. Um, but again, natural creation, not as an end in itself. Um, natural creation is a great healing place, but it's because God created it just like he's created us. And, and, and so in Peak Encounter, we just want to create that atmosphere for God to come close in the context of natural creation, walking with people on their journeys in life uh, with scripture-based themes. So, and, and I also like to explain it as, I don't know if you guys are familiar with St. Ignatius of Loyola, he talks a lot about something called imaginative prayer, imaginative prayer, which is prayer of the senses. So when we have an opportunity to go outside and do some of these experiences, these encounters, it's like imaginative prayer to the nth degree. Because, for example, we'll go ziplining and the, the theme is Peter walking on water, stepping out in faith and trust to follow the Lord. So we talk about that scripture then we go out and actually experience it by going on an aerial adventure tour, um, sometimes blindfolded, sometimes not. But what is it like to actually become Peter and step out and trust your zip line, trust your equipment, trust your trust your guide who might look like he's 12. And as a 50 year old, everybody looks like that age. But <laughs> but it's, it's just, you know, it's a lot of fun. So it just kind of helped. The more that we can engage our senses in scripture, I find it helps to um, internalize the words of God, I find. So it's just one little way. Yeah, it's it's incarnational almost, right? It's a, absolutely. It's to, create, it's to create it's to create these experiences that uh, yes. that yeah, and, and that's amazing. Yeah, I, I I definitely would be sinking, screaming, yelling, uh, you know, as I'm ziplining <laughs> across, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the Philadelphia area. I definitely would be screaming, "Lord help!" I, I might be screaming a few other uh, four letter words too, but no, um, it's Not a built. <laughs> no. I know. I'm just kidding. Kidding. But uh, yeah. but no. Uh, what, how how beautiful uh, how beautiful is that? So what a, what a, what a great agree. ministry! Yeah, I mean, uh, and I'm sitting here as we're uh, taping this podcast, looking out the window at creation, <laughs> and uh, I think it's uh, a wonderful thing to connect our faith with uh, the world, right? And the beauty of of creation, as you do at at Peak Encounter, and I know that you make a great outreach to younger people too. And, and that's really a, a wonderful thing. Uh, you, my own daughters have been involved in your ministry and have gotten so much from it. My daughters are in their early 20s. And I know that a lot of the people that you uh, bring along on these uh, encounters, these weekend uh, retreats, if you will, are, are in that age category. Uh, it says on your website that your vision is uh, seek an encounter excuse me, seek an authentic understanding of God's creation, encountering Jesus Christ through expected and unexpected ways affect all of society through a peak encounter. Talk more about that because uh, that's just, I think, a fantastic endeavor that you're doing to make that outreach to uh, 
individual people's souls, right? To be mm. more connected with Christ. Yes. Oh, and thank you so much for pointing that out. Um, you know, the thing, the first thing that jumped into my head as you were speaking, I try not to prepare before we, we talk, because I just try to allow the Holy Spirit to just lead these conversations. And uh, one, one thing that you had, one concept that you mentioned that really hit home for me is walking beside so uh, there are many ministries out there that have an impact in so many different ways. But the way that I would describe um, Peak Encounter is walking alongside that spiritual accompaniment, that way of, um, in, in Pope Francis's Evangelia Gaudium, he talks about the necessity of spiritually accompanying people. And what that means is not just walking with them wherever they want to go, but first meeting people right where they are and having a conversation with them, uh, listening to their story. They could be, you know, a lot of different complex stories, you know, out there. So the deep listening is, is hugely um, pivotal to us. And one of the, the places, the created spaces that, that I find lends itself to a very casual uh, atmosphere is being in the outdoors. Um, so when we can walk alongside someone from, uh, you know, beginning their journey to, uh, inviting them to more, uh, in very personal, hopefully trustworthy, authentic ways, um, the hope is that that's, that becomes a transformative experience because perhaps the faith is caught and not necessarily explicitly taught. Um, so I don't know. If no, no, that's, that's absolutely oh, beautiful. Sense. Yeah. And, and yes, young adults. So, so for sure, I think the Lord just put on my heart years ago when I was considering doing, um, going into spiritual direction, uh, my heart was really for the millennial generation, those young adults, um, that are very, very open to, um, the spiritual realm. They're very much seeking uh, something greater than themselves. And, uh, and, and why not create the space for them to actually encounter God um, out there? And, and what can that look like? So walking, I I remember before I became a spiritual director, um, I just started inviting young adult groups to come out into nature and do this thing that the Lord just kind of put on my heart called hiking with intention. And it was, it was like, Hey, let's just get a bunch of young adults together. I have a friend who is a priest who also would come kind of, I call it covert because he wouldn't wear his vestments, but he would bring, you know, uh, his vestments, you know, in a knapsack in case someone wanted to have confession or something. Um, but it was just, you know, you come as you are, bring whatever's on your, heart, um, your mind, your spirit, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a discernment issue. Write it down on a little sticky note. Let's throw it in your backpack. And that's the reason that you're hiking. So that became, became what they were carrying, whether they were necessarily saying it was a hiking prayer or just walking, um, there is an intentionality for what they do. Mm. 
and and uh, and don't we think about that with our with our journey in life? There actually is an intentionality about it. Like we're not called to wander wherever, but that that we do have a destination which is with our Lord in heaven. But the way we go about it sometimes in our complex everyday circumstances can kind of cause some twists and turns along the way. And do we have people that are walking beside us as we're going through it? Um, with that compassionate, loving presence. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about presence. Yes. And you provide that. Uh, I think Peak Encounter Ministries really is a very unique ministry. Uh, I'm, I'm so blessed that I know you and that I know about it because people can really benefit from this ministry. I mean, uh, we're in the greater Philadelphia area, and I know that you do a lot of your um retreats and conferences and things that you do in my in this area yes but i you have also expanded haven't you yes yes tell us thank about you, that Anne. tell us about yeah that. so so super exciting and thank you for for again reminding everybody about this so i was just recently invited to give a weekend long retreat on meeting god in uh natural creation through the wisdom of the saints up in biddeford maine in um in April of next year. So we'll have an entire weekend where we'll break open uh, the guidance of the wisdom of, of different saints, St. Francis. So Bill, St. Francis, that incarnational <laughs> theology, yep. um, St. Ignatius, uh, the desert fathers and mothers, um, and doing outdoor rosary, potentially outdoor um, adoration, all on the ocean side. So that's happening at the end of April and then in October is in in a contemplative retreat at it's called the Marianist Family Retreat House in Cape May, New Jersey. So I would I love this kind of thing where 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 we've been invited to actually go beyond Philadelphia to share what what this this is not new information. It's stuff that the saints have already given us. And so how can we incorporate what their wisdom has been been given and apply it to how they prayed outside and even how Jesus uh, has, has how natural creation has been uh, manifested his presence um, in the outdoors. So I'm super excited and I hope that uh, more opportunities will come our way. But if, if uh, you have an opportunity to get up to Maine, uh, definitely check that out. It'll be on our website shortly as well as the, the Cape May, New Jersey in October event. Now, good shout out because we get listeners from all over. We really do. And you're available to do this in other uh, sections of the country, correct? I mean, yes. you, yes. you Peak Encounter is a national ministry. Yes. Yes. Even though we're small, we're new, we're young. Um, and and the easiest place is to start at home. Yeah. Uh, that's the place we start, right. right? But we are very much open to the Holy Spirit and His leading, and uh, and and so we will we'll see see what comes. You know, it's 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 up to the Lord. I, every every morning I just say, okay, Lord, like this ministry is yours. You lead, and uh, and we'll just see. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah, that's, that's so awesome. Cool. I was looking at your website. You have a quote from John Paul, Pope John Paul II mm. says, uh, or I should say, St. John Paul II. Yes. The aesthetic value of creation cannot be overlooked. Our very contact with nature has a deep 
restorative power, contemplation of its magnificent, excuse me, a magnificent imparts peace and serenity. The Bible speaks again and again of the goodness and beauty of creation, which is called to glorify God. I'm sure that when you're meeting with people, and I should say, especially young people, because I, I do believe that you do minister a great deal to our young adults. Uh, you see how God is working in their lives. What is that like? What has that been like for you? Well, actually, it's been very inspiring. And, and uh, I have often left a conversation with such awe. Um, just the courage of some of the, the conversations uh, that I've had with them. Uh, often when I'm meeting with them in spiritual direction, uh, I notice that they're, you know, they will often come with a lot of questions, you know, what, what is, what's my vocation in life? Am I going to, you know, am I going to look to, um, live the consecrated life, uh, be, uh, be married at some point, you know, what, how do I balance, um, my work with being a mother, um, all those kinds of things. So, and, and the fact that they're courageous enough to even ask the question and to struggle with the question and to invite God into the question is, is very inspiring to me. Um, and so I've noticed through months, you know, of walking with different young adults, uh, just the transformations that have happened for them. They have been able to go through this space of, I call it the pregnant pause, hmm. um, you know, somehow the Lord has really slowed them down enough, even if it's just in the in the space of our time together <laughs> once a month, to reflect on the fact that God has been showing up, even when they didn't even realize that he was showing up, but that He's he has been there all along in those pivotal moments. He's even been there when they've been struggling. And, and through those struggles, he's guiding them perhaps to something more. Um, so, so just noticing the deepening of awareness that I have seen with them uh, through the years has been, has been incredible and uh, inspiring for me to continue on my journey and in exploring what God continues to invite me to as well. It truly is that through creation, as you say on your website, yes. the creator <laughs> and the created beat. That's a great tagline, honestly. It's, it really puts it all into just a few words. Uh, so I do invite, again, people to go to peakencounter.org and connect with you also on all the social media platforms. I know you're on yes. Facebook and Instagram. So you yes. want to look up Peak Encounter Ministries. Please do. Now, on top of Peak Encounter you're also a spiritual director. You're talking a lot about that. So tell yeah. us about your spiritual direction, because I'm sure that somebody's listening who may need one. Sure, absolutely. Well, I think the inspiration of spiritual direction really started when um, I went into the School of Clinical Social Work and became um, a therapist when I was 24. And I had always had in my heart that, that, uh, yearning to um, bring healing to the world, um, that sense of wanting to be, for another person to want to be understood, and uh, just perhaps being that catalyst of, um, of compassion. Mm. And so when I was doing 
therapeutic work uh, before we had our children. Uh, it was very, very satisfying, especially, you know, working in the adoptions and foster care realm. After having children, I had to stop everything abruptly um, to care for my, my children with all the multiple medical needs and just being present for the siblings as well, for, for my other kiddos. And through that time, I actually, uh, after going through a Crisio weekend in Colorado, that charismatic, awesome uh, community out there, uh, I found a spiritual director and I found that that through the years, for about 15 years before I became a spiritual director, um, that that became my the favorite part of my month because it was like learning how God was showing up in my everyday life. So after a while, I just wanted to do that myself. And I prayed and discerned with my spiritual director and said, is this time for me? And uh, eventually it became that time. And, uh, and I went through formation at Newman University and graduated in 2017. And uh, it's one of the best times of my entire month, uh, walking with people on their journey in faith and life. Um, they might come in initially saying, I don't know how I feel about God. I don't know how I feel about my faith. It's dry. Um, who am I listening to? Is it just me or is it God? So all these different questions. So a lot of what we're doing, a lot of what I'm doing as a spiritual director is walking again. A lot, you're accompanying them. I'm walking alongside them in their journey in, in faith, both their struggles, their desires, you know, unpacking those things that God's already put in their hearts and, uh, and just inviting them to explore and become deep, more deeply aware of his presence in their day-to-day -day life. Yeah, what you're doing, I think, is you've been touched by God and you've been touched by the Holy Spirit in such wonderful ways. God led you on a path that, you know, it, it led to the development of Peak Encounter Ministries. Yes. And then into this individual offering of the spiritual direction, which I think is such a beautiful thing that it's a real uh, it's a real individual outreach that you're doing there. Uh, so if somebody's listening and they're thinking, you know, I'd like to consider Heather as a spiritual director. Sure. How do they get in touch with you for that? Okay. Um, so two different ways. Either you can go through the ministry website, uh, peakencounter.org, and you'll see uh, contact spot. I believe that should be at the bottom of each of the website pages. Contact us. And and uh, the email is hello at peakencounter.com <laughs> and the other way would be through my personal uh, spiritual direction email which is allowing God to come close and that's A-L-L-O-W-I-N-G-G-O-D you come close, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm terrible. Well, it's, it's all good. It's all good. It's a beautiful it name. <laughs> it's so, all good. We'll put it in so the show notes. We'll get it. Yeah, absolutely. Notes. So I would love to hear from you, even if you're just exploring and want to know more about what spiritual direction is. Um, certainly, if you ever want uh, someone to come or me to create a panel to bring spiritual directors to your parish or your community to even learn what it is, um, happy to explore that as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, I wanted to, if we could just switch topics because, you know, let's face it, we are going through 
a little bit of a challenging time, I think, yes. for all of us with this uh, pandemic and changes that have happened in our churches and having to be very patient with uh, getting back to mass and things like that. Do you have any words of advice or wisdom that you can share? Because uh, you do have a very deep faith and you, you, you have spread that to so many. Um, for people who might be listening and are feeling a little bit sort of discouraged and yes. any, any words of advice there or um, something to help them on that path? Sure, sure, absolutely. Well, one thing that I would encourage everyone, uh, and I know it's been personally helpful for me, is to find that community of people that you can relate your real raw experiences to right now. Um, if you, uh, especially as people of faith, um, really trying to gather ourselves and come together, whether it's just with one other person that you're walking with in how this COVID crisis um, is hitting you right now, um, having that safe space to be able to, um, to unpack what's been happening for you, I think is really important. And, and, and two, connecting that with God. Um, and maybe it's having, again, that same conversation with, with that, that, that small group or other person about the frustrations of this world and, and asking, how is it that we could challenge each other to, to dive deeper into our faith. Maybe it's just make, you know, having a phone call once a week and praying the rosary together, or maybe it's, you know, just checking in once a week, you know, and saying, how are you doing with all of this? Um, how, how can we provide each other hope? Uh, and how can we invite each other to just dive deeper into anchoring our lives on God who is hope? That's really good advice because you mentioned group and my mind first went to like 10 people or something, but it doesn't have to be right. I mean, no, it can be right. one or two people that yes. you just trust. Yes. Uh, I call it the safe spaces right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, there might be just one true. or What's that? What's it's that very spell? true. It's very true. I mean, just yeah. to have that safe space. Um e to scream, to yell, to, to, to celebrate life. I mean, you know, I think a lot of times right now, especially for us, um, you know, where we, where we have so many things that were taken from us during this time, you know, in America, we're not used to being robbed of graduation ceremonies. We're not used to being, we're not, we're not used to being robbed of our morning coffee with our friends. We're not used to being robbed of those things. And right now we're, they're, they're on hold. And, and it seems like, oh my gosh, I've got to, um, you know, and I want to go back to this. I, I got to have these things. Aren't I entitled to these things? And, mm. and, uh, and, and we need to have a place to be able to voice the frustration and also just kind of like say, celebrate with others, you know, <laughs> kind of yeah. be like, you know what? Yeah, you did accomplish that. You did graduate. You did, you know, and and uh, it, it feels like we just don't have that ability right now. And uh, so, so you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, finding those one or two, it doesn't have to be a big group of people. In fact, or right now, it's probably not a great idea to celebrate with, you know, <laughs> uh, 150 people with no masks on. I mean, it's probably not a fantastic <laughs> idea. Um, but, yes. 
But 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 finding those one or two people that you can uh, go and trust fully and work with uh, to you know just move through your fears again doesn't have and and celebrate the the, the life that you do have. Um, I, I think that's one of the other big things. You know, this program stemmed out of the pandemic, literally. Uh, I was still, I was thinking the same thing. So, Honestly, I was trying to you say know, that. Uh, you know, yeah. that's literally what happened. Um, you know, I, I told him I'm too busy, and well, now I'm not busy. So uh, here's <laughs> here's sowing hope <laughs> twice a week for you all. Um, but but you know, so yeah, finding that uh, and and having that safe space uh, to be able to to celebrate and enjoy and and love um, love your faith, love one another. That's right. That's right. And little did we know, I just, Heather, just uh, interject that little did we know when we started this, that we were creating a community here too. Yes. Uh, The Sewing Hope is a community. I mean, it's Bill and I, and then we have two friends uh, who are sharing this podcast. I want to make a shout out to Kent Kalhoski, who's the producer of Fiat Ministry Network. And Jennifer Sinclair. Hi, Jennifer. She's always so great with sharing these out on on social media. And so we have a community here of us and then all of our guests. They've been part of a bigger community here. So I just invite people to come back every week because we're here at 9 a.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. So thank you so much. I love how God is so fun uh, with with his creativity. And are we willing to go in for that wild ride? Maybe it might seem like there's there's a no here and a no there. But but what I often I remember my spiritual director always saying to me and that I've like adopted when I've spoken with people is is uh, what is the new invitation for growth? What is the new invitation? Perhaps God is inviting you to something new. It's not that he is saying n- you know, no, absolutely not here, but how about consider this? And often he has an even better plan that we might not have even known. Because like you said, the bearing the fruit by having this podcast uh, was from those, those perhaps knows for now of the way life was before. That's right. And speaking of the way life was before, because one thing that we did before uh, this show was uh, born, we'll say, was Heather was a guest on my other online TV show. It was called The Positive Side. And uh, so if you haven't seen that one, I know that it's on my own YouTube channel. You can look that up uh, and, and probably somewhere on yours. But she did a great job where we got to meet at the Air Force Base, right, in New Jersey. Yes. And Fort it was Fort Dix, <laughs> and and it, it was it was just awesome, and and got to have a, a great uh, online TV interview. So thank you so much for for that too, Heather. Well, and it's always a joy to to reconnect with you. It just feels like you know a conversation with old friends, and now we have an opportunity to meet Bill, and Bill is just very deeply moved by your ministry, and uh, I think there's going to be more conversations to come from here. Oh That's yeah, right. I mean, you know, the the Holy Spirit always has a, a plan, and uh, we're not always clued into that plan. Um, one of the one of the things I uh, used to do with some of my teenagers in high school when I was a youth minister was uh, I would play the game mousetrap with them when talking oh, about yeah. when I was talking about the um, the spiritual gifts, right? You know, the, the on that night I would always do it around um, Christmas time. I'd always do it around like the feast of Saint Nicholas, and uh, I would hand them all one piece of the mousetrap game. 
and I would I'd give him this piece uh, in a in a you know wrapping paper or, or gift bag, and they'd open it up and they and they'd go, "Wow, mousetrap!" I mean, you know, immediately, right? Because that's just what kids do, and um, <laughs> and and then they would say. And you wouldn't even need any instruct. They wouldn't even need any instruction. They would know exactly what to do. Put it together, right? And then after after it was put together, after the game was put together, I would say, you know, okay, who got the green boot and who got the yellow bucket and who got <laughs> who got these things, right? And I said, D- did you know that you had this, you know, plan plan when you when, when when you walked in here? No, but but it just happened, right? And you put the pieces together, and you know what? This thing doesn't work without the green boot, and it doesn't work without the yellow bucket. It doesn't work without the silver marble. It doesn't work without the without the basket. You, it, it doesn't even work without the mouse in some in some <laughs> respect, right? But but the but the idea is that you know each of us have you know a certain gift, a certain talent. God created us for back to creation again. He created us for a certain purpose, and uh, at a certain time in our in our lives, uh, you know. We have to employ our gifts, you know, in different ways. And so, in order to put together and to capture the mouse, we have to all work together. And I think that that, you know, we don't even get to see a whole plan if we're just the green boot. You know what I mean? Like if I'm just the green yeah. boot and I'm meant for kicking people in the butt, uh, then then that is what um, you know my job is to do. And if I'm the, you know, if I'm the net, then I'm meant to be catching people, right? And I and I think that we we all have to work together. And in different times, God puts people together to accomplish His mission and accomplish His plan. And so, uh, I just I just love um, you know being able to meet great people uh, you know through through media and through doing stuff like this. Um, you know, my my friend Bear Wozniak, uh, who has the Bear Wozniak adventure. Uh, on EWTN, he he always says the only reason people uh, actually want to talk to you is because they have a radio show, you know. <laughs> um, and, uh, and and sometimes I find that uh, to be true, and other times I, I find it to be uh, not true, and that they want to talk to you because uh, you have just uh, a, you know a great faith or a great ministry, and um, that's that's what I you know find about you. You just have an amazing ministry, Heather, and uh, it's it's so um, it's so inspiring and it's so real. Um, in the past month, um, we've, we've dealt here at Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network, we've really focused on creation. Um, we, we worked with the created world, uh, for people to know, um, as part of our, uh, through the Colby Center for Creation, uh, we did a, uh, series with, uh, on creation there. Uh, we just had Brother Charlie Madden on talking about, uh, the 11, uh, the eleven or the sixteen um, doctrines of creation in the first eleven chapters of Genesis. Uh, are, we just had him on the podcast last week. He'll be on again this week on Young Catholics Respond. And so we just have so much on creation and and uh, kind of providentially, <laughs> you're you're working with creation, which is so cool. Uh, and we have to and we have to encounter God in creation, you know, and and recognize that because I think we're all tied. And it's so easy. I, look, I am guilty of it. I am a huge tech geek. I, you know, I went to school for communications. I can bury myself in a cell phone uh, faster than anybody. Uh, you know, but but man, when I look up and I get to look outside and I get to see, oh man, there's creation. There's God. Um, man, that's so beautiful. But see here, Bill, to that too. Um, the technology that that you that is a talent of yours how is it that we can employ the technology that gift that you have to produce outdoor retreats 
So, so through the technology, being able to give people virtual retreats outside. So I love what you talked about with the whole body of Christ, everyone coming together. And I want to know again, how is it that I can learn more about all of what you just talked to me about? My my mind is blowing (laughs) (laughs) and I can't believe that this conversation and all the different conversations before this. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. It was just incredible. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, uh, the, the Colby center for creation, uh, that I, that I mentioned, um, is, is a, um, amazing, amazing, um, opportunity to encounter that just to, just to encounter, uh, the amazing work that they do, um, is, is something that, uh, I, I have a lot of connections to out here in the Chicago area, but, um, yeah, I mean, the, the fact that we're able to create and participate in creation. Um, and that is, that is one of the amazing gifts from God. Maybe just talk a little bit about that. You know, the, the, the gift from God that we have to be, you know, co-creators with him. Like, like we have his mind to be able to, like, he gave it to us. He gave us dominion over creation. So, so we get to build, we get to play with it. We get like to completely get to play with it, right? It's ours. Yeah, I, I love what you said about play because uh, that's what creation can do. You get outside, maybe you're having a hard day, and then you get out and and you get a chance to to first breathe. So it's like settling into whatever whatever space uh, that that helps you to relax and and uh, to see whatever. Maybe it's like a goose waddling by and kind of going, huh, that's interesting how they walk, you know, and just kind of, I just start busting out laughing at all of, all of God's creation around here. And it's not, it's not manufactured. It just shows up, you you know, God has so many, I'm going to use a technical spiritual term called Mm -hmm. consolations. They're free gifts that he gives us. They're little gifts of love that he gives to us to say, guess what? I'm still here. I'm just letting you know that I'm around and, you know, don't worry so much. And, and, uh, you know, yeah. So I love seeing little animals outside in creation. They're, they're some of my favorite moments. The other day, actually, my husband and I were walking and we were having an especially tough day. And, uh, and it was towards the the end of the, the day, these Canadian geese were landing on this pond Next thing you know, you see it's almost like they become air traffic controllers. You see a whole nother group of geese coming in and they're about to land and these geese from underneath start rat, 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 like that. And they circle around and land right onto this into the pond with their feet kind of shh, right across the water. <laughs> it's like, wow, how cool is that? You know, just, and it was like peaceful. It was like, wow, they have this whole orchestrated thing going on here. God purposely put them here to express uh, his love and his glory and his joy for us. I just think it's wonderful that you're making the connection between the outside world and the beauty of God's majesty, right? Yes. With faith, because... You're helping so many people. And as I said before during this podcast, I know that you are making a great outreach to young adults. And I think that's uh, an incredible thing. Uh, We all know that I think younger people are not always really attached to their faith, especially that iGen sort of millennial generation uh, needs a reason, right? A reason to believe. And 
And uh, let's face it, I know for even somebody like myself that uh, nature is, is very important to me. And it does help me to feel close to God when I look at trees and the sky and the sun and, uh, and, and, and just uh, the, the, the changes in season. I mean, I know Bill always says, how are you doing? Every, every time we get on the podcast, I always mention the season because <laughs> yeah. it is a Love way it. that, yeah, it is a way that yeah. I feel connected. Um, you know, it says on your website that uh, uh, we create an atmosphere uh, to engage with God through natural creation, core aspects of our outdoor experiences are, and I'll just read them, encounter guided adventures, engage personal immersion, encourage, connect with other seekers, equip, outfit for your future. And then it says that you do individual or group experiences that are available. Come as you are to explore your peak encounter. So, I, we're going to be ending in about seven minutes or so um, for people who are thinking about this peak encounter. Uh, how can they, or what can they expect when they do attend the, the retreats? What have you seen when you engage with younger people as they come on the retreats? Sure. Thank you, Anne. So two different types of events or encounters. We have both contemplative and adventure-based retreats all outside. Uh, we always begin with a radical hospitality of welcome. When people come, we have them introduce themselves, maybe why they came. Uh, and so the particular emphasis is come as you are. Um, and then from there, we just give a very uh, simple scripture theme that might be connected with the activity we're going to be doing um, and invite them to just be in that space of um, imagining themselves in the scene of that scripture theme. For example, we'll go back to the, the zipline adventure. So just, you know, leading them through a contemplative prayer process of imagining themselves in the scene, being supported in natural creation. Cause we know Peter and the water that was all outside too. Um, and then from there, having some time to just reflect on uh, maybe areas of that theme that they might be struggling with or uh, that are, uh, things that are good, uh, maybe with, with this example, with trust. Um, what are the areas that maybe they're, they were having a hard time trusting or doubting, maybe like Peter? What are some areas that, that they stepped out in courage like Peter? So having those dialogue conversations and then metaphorically, let's go out and, and do the adventure ourselves. So not only are we engaging the intellect and the mind, but we're engaging the body and the spirit by going out and doing those experiences. Afterwards, we come back together and it's an invitational conversation. We're building community. What was that like for you? What did you newly discover? What is it that, um, that maybe going from this retreat here, you can take back with you to your community, to your friendships, to your work. So, we have different events on the website just to give you a sampling of what we have going on. However, we want to serve different groups. Um, and, and if they're, you know, based on what we have, if there's something that you would like, if you need people to connect back to their faith in this non-traditional way of 
inviting them first to the outdoors because maybe they're not quite ready to do something inside or maybe your group is, you know, needs a revitalization, then try something like this as a way to connect back. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I think it's very uh, enticing for churches, pastors, archdiocese, diocese. Think about it. You know, peak encounter is uh, who you want to work with. And I know you're in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. Yes. Uh, you probably do work with the whole tri-state area. I'm guessing though too, like Delaware and New Jersey too, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yes. We'd be very open to doing that for sure. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. It's a joy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. We, th- that is palpable folks. Uh, Heather's joy and her, and her faith uh, is palpable. You can just feel it uh, on our, on our uh, call today. Uh, and, and I'm sure you can feel it on the air as you're listening. So, uh, you know, please, folks, please go and check out uh, her, her ministry. Uh, it's, it's very simple. It's just peakencounter.org. Um, and you'll be able to, uh, you know, connect with her there and see uh, the amazing work that she does. Uh, there's so many uh, wonderful uh, things that she does uh, through this ministry. And, of course, reach out to her for spiritual direction as well. Uh, there, there are numerous ways uh, to get to get in touch with her and just to, and, and to really encounter God, just to encounter God, encounter the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, it, being, being, being a fellow charismatic Catholic, uh, it's, it's a, uh, it's a beautiful thing to see. So Heather, thank you so much for, for being here. And, uh, we're certainly going to have you back on because there's so much more to talk about. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me, Bill. It's been a joy to meet you and Anne again, to reconnect with you and, and, uh, it's, I very much look forward to, be, to being back on. And <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And God bless all of you who are listening. Um, just know that, that you will be in my prayers immediately after I um, get off here. I'm going to be um, interceding and praying for everyone that, that has listened uh, here today. Awesome. Thank you so much, Heather. Thank you. I want to mention too, now there's another show that some of you are aware. It's on Fiat Ministry Network called Journeys in Faith with Andes Antis. It's on Friday nights at 8.30 Eastern uh, in the evening. And on November 6th, Heather's going to be a guest. So please keep an eye on Fiat Ministry Network and also on Patchwork Heart Ministry because there, there'll be a podcast for it too. Thank yeah. you so much, Heather. It's been so awesome. Thank you. God bless you. God bless. All right. Bye. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, this has been an episode of uh, Sowing Hope. And until next time, from all of us at Patchwork Heart Ministry, Fiat Ministry Network, and the St. Raymond Donatus Foundation, uh, keep beating to your Catholic hearts and sowing hope into broken hearts. I'm Bill Snyder. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2.